Good morning, beloved. Um, this is episode three of Jesus and Coffee. Um, season two, though. I did a few episodes back when it was the the other situation setup thing. But this is season two, episode three. And I'm going to title this, Don't Stop in the Valley. So... What I mean by that is, of course, um, Psalm 23 talks about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So, in verse 4, specifically, it says that. Um, and I just wanted to, to talk about that a little bit, is when you're going through the darkest time or situation, in your life, don't stop, don't stop, don't camp out there, um, don't start roasting marshmallows and singing kumbaya around the campfire, and we know, um, from the story of Exodus and the Israelites, how they, um, did, they went around in the wilderness for 40 years, just wandering around, so basically they stopped in the valley, well, they wandered, but you know what I mean, they they could have just went straight through to the promised land, but they were they were um I don't know I don't know about those folks, but they stopped and they were I believe a lot of it was because of fear, so I just wanted to encourage everyone and I had a situation well I've had many recently, um mostly in the middle of the night where I'm kind of paralyzed like. I mean, sometimes literally, sometimes spiritually, figuratively, um, with fear. Um, fear of the future, fear of the past, fear of what's going to happen, fear of what's happening at that moment um, in my dark room. So sometimes it can be scary and sometimes I get, you know, I just freeze in fear and terror. And last night that was kind of... A situation that was going on and the Holy Spirit was just ministering to me the whole time um, just saying you know don't stop don't stop in this valley it's dark it's scary but keep moving keep moving forward I'm with you you know and talking about exposure to a lot of things happening now in the world and a lot of what the prophets are saying um, is there's going to be a lot of exposure coming out of wickedness and stuff. And I think I talked about this last time in my, my last podcast. But we don't need to be afraid of that stuff. Because we're not on the side of wickedness. We're not on the side of evil. We're not doing things in darkness that needs to be uncovered. Well, hopefully. But if you are if you are in Christ you know, those things are still going to come to light, but you are free from condemnation from that. Thank the Lord Jesus. But it shouldn't be a situation that paralyzes you with fear unless you are actively working in the camp of the enemy to bring down the camp of the righteous, which if you are in Christ Jesus, that's not your case. That's not your situation. That's not your story. So I just wanted to to put that out there that just keep going like in the movie finding dory just keep on swimming keep on swimming keep going um 
when the Israelites came out of Egypt initially, when they were trapped, you know, between the Egyptians and the Red Sea before it had parted, they saw no way out. They saw no way out. They looked behind them. They saw their enemy. They looked ahead of them. They saw a huge ocean. So they were in the midst of darkness. They were in the midst of the valley. And they did stop for a second. And they're like, okay, Moses, what you gonna do now, buddy? You brought us out. What's your plan? And I love how, this is a side note. I love how God is so merciful and graceful that, okay, so first of all, he chose Moses, which you know, believers would, you know, know this story, but I'll, I'll give a little backstory. You know, Moses was, you know, he was an Israelite and he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. And, you know, Pharaoh was basically his granddaddy and, um, not the same one that he ended up talking to later, but nonetheless, you know, he was raised in the enemy's camp, but he still, was drawn to God's heart and his own people. And when he grew, like when God chose him to save his people, which he chose many people in the Bible and many people are being chosen today, not because again, like I said, um, not because of a special anointing, but it's because there is a remnant. There is a remnant church that are choosing to look to Jesus and put their eyes on Jesus and not stop in the valley, not look back at their enemy and be afraid, at least for a long period of time, maybe for a second when the enemy tries to lie to us, we stop and pause and our knees shake and we want to curl up in the fetal position and and not move because we're paralyzed with fear. But we keep going. The Holy Spirit says, no, get up, arise. You are a mighty warrior. Just like he told Gideon. Gideon was in there, you know, <laughs> with his feet in the, the grapes and stuff. And, and the, you know, God was like, the angel was like, what are you doing? Mighty warrior. And he's like, what? Who are you talking about, Willis? You know, I'm not a mighty warrior. <laughs> My knees are shaking as I'm stepping on this stuff. You know, like, who are you talking to? But that's what God's saying to us right now, to us, the remnant church, you know, do not be afraid. Do not stop in this valley. It looks dark, but you are the light, right? Why? Why are we the light? Because Jesus lives inside of us and he is the way, the truth and the life, the light, you know, both. He is the light of this world and he lives in us. So as he was on this earth, so are we. Okay. So I I just, I can't stress that enough and without not in a heretical way or (laughs) however you would say that not as a heretic would say like I'm God I'm your savior not like that and I want to everyone to understand that's not what I'm saying I'm saying if you are in Christ you abide in him and he abides in you then you have everything plus more that that he has which is amazing like when you start to think about it it seems crazy like whoa what are you saying like are you you know because it seems it's too good to be true you know what I mean like it sounds too good to be true that we could have everything that Jesus had and more 
because he had everything. He is everything. So, anyway, back to what I was saying. So, he didn't, Moses didn't think that he was good enough, right? God chose him to save his people. And he's like, when, when he was standing at that burning bush and God said, save your people. He's like, but I, I don't know how to speak. I stutter. I, you know, basically saying like, I'm not your guy. You know, you gotta look for someone else. So God in his mercy and grace said, okay, um, I'm going to let your brother be your, your mouthpiece. So in, um, Exodus 7, 1, it actually said, um, Moses, I'm going to make you like God and Aaron, your prophet. And Aaron's going to go and talk to Pharaoh and explain, you know, hey, you need to let my people go. So I love that. I love that how in the beginning Moses was like, you know, I can't do this. Um, and God allowed him that grace to be like, okay, I'm still choosing you. You're still going to be the leader of this pack, but I'm going to allow your brother to be your mouthpiece or your prophet and he's going to speak for you. But when it got down to it, you know, eventually Moses, you know, he was the one that went up to the mountain to meet with God while Aaron, excuse me, his brother was down at the hill building a golden idol for the people to worship because they got impatient so look at how the tables turned you know and so god knows god knows who to you know even if we don't think that we're worthy which is the case a lot of times you know god's not gonna be like oh you're right you can't say some stuff yeah you're right oh yeah you're right david you can't be a king you're too little you know Little guys can't do big things. <laughs> Little veggie tales um, in there. But, you know, God doesn't say that. He chooses us and we're chosen. Um, and he chooses anyone that's willing. That's the thing, you know. We could, we could think, and, and that's what I was speaking on a little bit too, is people think that other people have special anointings. That's pooey, you know. It's just because that person chooses to be focused on God, looking to Jesus every step of the way and not looking at the dark valley, not looking at the enemy behind us, pursuing us, because the enemy will pursue, okay? Just like Jesus said, persecution will come. The enemy will try. You know, it says, you know, in Ephesians, when it talks about the armor of God, it says, so you will, you can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy because those fiery darts will come. The enemy will pursue. But if we have the armor of God on, if we are focused ahead of us, we can withstand in the dark valley. You know, just keep going. Don't stop. Don't turn around. Don't look back like uh, Lot's wife also looking back at the place, her past, where she's coming out of, you know, she's going towards freedom and safety, but she thought what was behind her was, was the better thing, and she got turned into a pillar of salt, so, I mean, we don't, we don't want to look back, um, and the enemy will always pursue us in order to stop us from reaching our freedom, 
So the Egyptians, you know, Pharaoh was like, okay, yeah, I'll let you go because I don't want, you know, I want these plagues to stop. I want all this drama and everything to stop against my people. So yeah, I'll let your people go. And then after they left, he's like, wait a second. Um, we need these slaves to, to do some work around here. You know, I'm not going to be building my own stuff. We need some sweat on other people's back. So he pursued them. He changed his mind, but God never changes his mind. So even though they didn't see any way in the dark valley, the Israelites, God already had a plan, but they didn't know that. They didn't know. They came in front of a huge ocean and they're like, okay, what do we do? They turned around. They saw the enemy pursuing and the enemy was like, yes, we have him now. But what did God do? He already knew what was going to happen. He already knew what he was going to do with the sea. So he opened it up and they walked right through and then it closed on the enemy. So that's what we can be sure of, that we are on the winning side. We are winners. We are victorious. Even if it looks so dark, we should not fear. Do not fear. Do not look back. And another thing that's awesome that I was kind of, the Holy Spirit was ministering to me about last night is, I think that it's, what he told me personally is, don't be concerned about the enemy's plans. And that's kind of contrary to a lot of things, a lot of things that the church teaches too. There's a lot of things, a lot of denominations or, um areas of Christianity where they teach like oh what's the enemy doing like they'll do whole series series on um you know 10 things the enemy has that can be used against you to stop you from being blessed or 10 you know 10 things to know about how the devil works in your life you know who cares who cares he has no authority. He has no place. He might think that he does. Actually, he knows that he doesn't. He tries to trick us into believing he does. But he even knows it. But if he can get us to believe that he does, that's when we kind of lose the battle. Not the war, but the battle. And not our salvation either. You know, we still are going to heaven and everything, but it's going to be a sad life. You know, if you're constantly like, what's what's the enemy doing? What's the devil up to? Like, how is he going to stop me from being prosperous this year and my family and my business and my work? And, you know, how is, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus, y'all, because he is the only one. He is the only one. That can save us, that can help us, that can part the Red Sea. Yeah, it might have been Moses' staff, but it was God's hand. You know, it was God's plan. It was his hand. He He knew what he was going to do. So, even if you look like you're stuck and you're so scared, you're in a situation where you don't see a way out, don't stop. Keep going and focus on Jesus. Don't try and look at practical things either. And again, I'm probably going to get in trouble with, uh, and I joke around saying secular Christianity. 
because unfortunately, and again, please don't take it the wrong way. I say all this in love. I'm not saying I'm a fabulous Christian or I'm better than anybody else. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just want people to grasp onto the truth. Believers to grasp onto the truth. First of all, I want everyone to become believers because I, I want God, I have God's heart and I want, and I do see people the way that he sees them and love people the way he loves them. And he doesn't want anybody to be deceived in this time, in this hour. He wants people to know that we are victorious, we are warriors, we are chosen, we are confident, we are fierce. We are winners in this battle and in this war. We have the armor, the full armor of God. We don't need to be concerned about wicked men and what they're doing and what their plans are. We just need to look to Jesus because that's the only thing that's going to save us. He's the only thing that matters, right? So do not fear the darkness. Do not fear. The enemy is going to try and try and try to get us to be paralyzed. Um, but we don't need to, we don't need to give in to that. So I just wanted to encourage you, don't stop, don't camp out where, where you may fear. The Bible says, do not fear 365 times in the Bible, one for each day of the year. So every year we can just, and I actually do a plan one year through the Bible chronologically. It's called As It Happened on the Version Bible app, um, and it's an awesome Bible plan. If you're interested, if you're looking for something to go through the Bible in a year, and I love how it's chronological also, it helps put things in perspective and in order, um, but uh, I lost my train of thought now, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so just don't fear, do not fear, oh, that's what I was saying, yeah, one for each day of the year, so Every year, you know, you can start that Bible plan over. That's what I've done the last two years. And every day, just just know that you do not need to fear. When those feelings or those um, feelings of the presence of evil, I will say, um, they're real. They're real, y'all. I mean, this is a this is a war against not flesh and blood but of principalities of darkness that put themselves in high places. So it's not against people. It's not like, you know, I'm mad at this person. I hate this person, whatever. It's against spirits and principalities. It's a spiritual war that we may not be able to see with our natural eyes. Some may, but we just have to cast those things out and just keep on going keep on going and don't worry don't don't sit there and ponder like mm, is this you know is the devil trying to to um you know torture my family with witchcraft or is this person evil or is this person oh like what did this person say <gasps> is that the devil is that evil are they a witch or are they a warlock or is or is this show gonna, you know, do, you know, do I need to 
go through my house with sage and, you know, like, all this stuff that, you know, some people think is effective, you know, I mean, if it, if it seems like it's working, I mean, I guess if you put your faith in that, it's going to seem like it's working, but I would highly recommend to not do those things because if you put your focus on something else and you're exerting your energy on trying to figure out what the devil's doing and trying to stay 10 paces ahead of the enemy and his plan, then you might lose your footing and end up, you know, in a place where you don't want to be in a dark valley camping out in total darkness and, you know, just paralyzed in fear. And that is not what you want. Let me tell you, it is not fun. And I know a lot of you have been there and you know. So that's why I just want to encourage you. Just keep going. Keep on swimming. And and understand your true identity. Once you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. You are a new creation. You have a whole new identity. You are a new person, a new creature, a new species. So you don't have to look at those things um, and be like, oh, you know, I used to be a drug addict. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that some believers today still think that they're sinners or they still think that they're drug addicts or they still think that they're alcoholics, you know, and that, that breaks my heart. That really breaks my heart when people go to AA meetings and they have to stand up and say, you know, hello, I'm Angela. I'm an alcoholic, you know, no, you're not. You once were an alcoholic. You haven't had a sip of alcohol in 25 years, and even if you were an alcoholic, you know, you, you aren't, basically the, the point of what I'm saying is, is you are not what you do, you are w- what is inside of you, and if you have the Lord Jesus Christ inside of you, you are free from all of those things, you are not what you do. Okay, that's not your identity anymore if you are in Christ Jesus. Your identity is his identity, literally. You identify with Christ in him. So I just wanted to encourage you and just just take that to the Lord, please, y'all. Pray on that. Seek God. Seek the Holy Spirit. Bask in his love and presence so that he can overwhelm you with that truth that you are made new. You are God's fullness in Christ Jesus. You are everything good and and holy and righteous. Even if you um, used to be a drug addict before you accepted Christ Jesus, or even if you still struggle with those temptations and those, you still do drugs with Jesus in your heart, you are not a drug addict. You are still a new creation. And that's actually going to be my next podcast title, Am I a Sinner Saved by Grace? And just a preview, no, the answer is no, y'all. Heck to the nizzy, you are not still a sinner saved by grace. You are a new creation. 
So sin has no hold over you. You're no longer a sinner. Okay? I know a lot of people say that. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a, a poor, wretched person that Jesus had pity on and decided to come save. But I'm not really worth anything. He just felt sorry for me. No, that's not. It's because he loved us. He loves present tense so much that he sent his only son it's past tense it's present tense it's future tense it's all around tense (laughs) so i just wanted to encourage you with that word don't stop if you're going through a dark valley and you're afraid whether it be of actual evil presences that you're you feel around you um Things that are spooky that are going around in your house or whatever. Like, don't let that stuff scare you. Do not. It's just a lie. It's just a smoke screen, right? To get you trembling. To get you to stop in your purpose. To get you to be like, what's the devil doing? Why? Why are there evil spirits around me? What are they trying to do? What are they trying to do to my family? That's just, who cares? Who cares no weapon formed against you can prosper that does not mean it ain't going to be formed because it is going to be formed and it's going to come right at you like fiery darts but we know that we have the armor to withstand those fiery darts we know that any plan coming against us will not prosper so just get your mind right man and the way you do that Focus on Jesus, not yourself. And that's a revelation that God gave me as well. Um, He told me one time, it has nothing to do with you, but it's all about you. Or it was the other way. He, He said, it's all about you, but it has nothing to do with you. And I was like, what? What the heck does that mean? That's totally contrary. I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? And he said, what I mean is you have the choice just like when he told me you have what you say you have not me so it's our choice it's our choice always it's free will God is a gentleman he doesn't force anything upon us it's our choice but it's always better if we choose the right way we choose him we chose choose to focus on him so what he was saying to me personally in that moment is You have the choice to surrender all to me. So it's all about you and the fact that he can't make you do it. It's all you. You know, the ball's in your court. What are you going to do with it? You know, I gave you all you need, all the resources, everything to complete the job I have given you. But it's not, it has nothing to do with you in the sense that all glory comes to me you're doing it all for me and my kingdom so when you look at it in that perspective it's easy it's easy to just be like god i surrender all i surrender all to you but i am making the conscious decision to move forward and to focus on you and not stop in this dark valley because we could choose excuse me, we could choose to just camp out there and be totally ineffective for God, be totally useless in the sense that we're just stagnant. We're just, you know, 
doggy paddling and treading water in a, a stagnant, disgusting lake with a bunch of yuck around our legs. We don't want to be that kind of lever. We want to be in fresh flowing water, you know, rivers of flowing water. So, anyhow, anyway, um, so let me just give a, a salvation shout out. Anybody hearing the sound of my voice right now that wants to give their life to Jesus, that is the most important decision that you could ever make. The best decision, the most adventurous decision. So I just um, ask anyone that wants to right now to pray along with me. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for coming and dying for me on that cross. I lay all my sins down at the feet of the cross and I say, take them, take them away. I repent and I choose to turn away from those sins, that lifestyle, and I choose to look to you and your sacrifice once and for all. <clears throat> excuse me, that I am now free from all of that. I am now a new creation in you, Jesus. I ask you to come live inside of me and just abide in me, Lord God, as I abide in you and as I serve you and worship you in spirit and in truth all the days of my life. I choose to make you my Lord and Savior for the rest of my life so I may dwell in heaven for eternity with you. I thank you, Lord, right now. I give you all the honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. And I, if you prayed that prayer with me, I'm so excited. I encourage you to get with a local church that's Bible-believing, uh, spirit-filled. Um, our church uh, that my husband and I pastor, it's called the Lighthouse of Faith Church in Rio Rico, Arizona. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, um, and if you're not in this local area, then just try to find um, a Bible, a Bible-believing, spirit-filled church that believes in all the good stuff, <laughs> um, and get hooked up with them so you can be discipled into the truth and. I just, I love all of you guys, and I pray for you all the time. Anybody that listens to my podcast, I don't know who you are, but I know there's someone out there listening that this is going to reach, and it's going to help, and that's why I do it, because I love people just like God, and I want you guys to be saved. Be saved. Okay, I will, I will talk to you guys next time. Love y'all.